doing it. It's two in the morning, and we just recorded a two-hour episode, and we both have to work at nine in the morning. So we're either really stupid or really terrible at our jobs. I don't know. Well, maybe both. The good news is we're talking about some wacky ass movies, and so if we're already loopy, I mean, we're not going to sound any dumber now than we would even if we were like sane at the moment. Who needs sleep? Who needs sleep anyway? Uh, yeah, who cares? Um, so, it is, as of this recording, we are an hour and 50 minutes into December 2nd, Matt. Uh, now, I don't know about you, but something's happening in a couple weeks. Something pretty, uh, pretty, pretty interesting. And... I couldn't think of anything witty to say there, I tried. No, you did terrible. Uh, something is happening in a galaxy far, far away. Do you know what that something is? Could be, could be a Star Wars movie. It is a Star Wars movie. And it's directed by our boy Gareth Edwards. Some people hate him, so. Well, I like him. (laughs) So, shut up, people. I like monsters. Have you seen monsters? Yeah, I like monsters quite a bit, actually. Yeah, me too. And I like his Godzilla, so they can so the tell the haters to bother some someone else. I don't know. Uh, so, in celebration of a new Star Wars movie, are you, now I found this out and it was, it was it bothered me. You're not a big Star Wars guy. I, I just, I, like, yeah, what's it's wrong? True. What's your problem? I I don't know why. How are you like? A, how are you like real? I know. Like why like are my you? My wife. A my wife is a bigger Star Wars fan than I am. She's a bigger Doctor Who fan than I am, actually. I don't know anything about Doctor Who. I what? Don't do that, I don't do that nerd shit, Matt. You don't watch Doctor Who? No. <laughs> like the you, only Doctor okay. Who I had was like I watched the riff tracks of. Like the non-canon Peter Cushing <laughs> Doctor Who. The well, the the Doctor the the most recent Doctor Who stuff is still pretty awesome and also terrifying. If yeah, according to my wife, anyway, I've seen I watched a bunch of them with her and I, I thought they were pretty decent. So anyway, what like what like you don't love Empire Strikes Back? I, no, listen, I I. I the last time that I sat down and watched all of the Star Wars film has it's been probably five years. So this five years not long not soon enough. Is that even a sentence? No. <laughs> it's two o'clock in the morning though, so you're forgiven. But <clears throat> the reality is like I, as a kid for whatever reason, I didn't care about anything that didn't have dinosaurs. And so as an adult, as you know, I am going back and watching a bunch of stuff that I either haven't seen or have not seen in a very long time. Which is why we're doing this podcast. I feel like it's not really kaiju transmissions as much as like Bird is telling Matt what to watch and Matt's watching it. Oh yeah, did we say this was kaiju transmissions? We didn't, but people know it's fine. All right, I'm Bird. You're Matt. Blah blah blah. Um, <laughs> it's we're we're exhausted. I'm sorry. Uh, I it's just like the original trilogy, man. Especially A New Hope and Empire. Ooh, it doesn't get much what, better. You than don't want to. You don't like Jar Jar? Like what's no. what's I do think episode three is fun. I don't think it's good, but it's the only one of those prequels that like doesn't feel like it's twelve hours. 
Well, maybe if they just release the original films without all like the additional special effects, why won't they do that? They would make so much money. Because they're stupid. <laughs> they were so stupid. And I really like Force Awakens, but they got. I hope they drop the plot rethreads for Episode Eight. Yeah, it really. Was. I did. Just, I do think it's a lot of fun, though. I I do really like that movie. I, I liked it. I didn't think it was. I, I don't know. And uh, do, do you know what me and Trev do every year? You know about Blue uh, Harvest Fest? Do not. It's an all-day Star Wars marathon where we watch pretty much everything. Um, we start it at about five in the morning. And we watch all the movies, and we also watch... um, Someone made a documentary about that famous line outside the theater for Phantom Menace. A documentary about the people in the line. We watch that first. Okay. Then we watch episode one. We go in in, in story chronological order, so we watch episode one. We watch episode two. And then we watch the animated Clone Wars movie. (laughs) Then we watch episode three... Then we watch uh, episode four. Then we watch the Star Wars holiday special, which if you, have you seen it? Um, which holiday special are you talking about? The Star Wars one. It's only it never came out on home video because George Lucas hates it, and it was aired like once. Okay, because see, it's bad that I thought about the Family Guy holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. But it's 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 one of the worst things ever made, but like you have to watch it to to believe it's it. on YouTube. So I dare you to watch it one day. Just 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 try out the first half hour. It's all Wookiee talking with no subtitles. How how is that a movie? Like how did that get made? It, it's unbelievable. So we watch that. And then we watch Empire, then we watch Jedi. This year we're adding... Uh, oh, after Empire, we actually watch the two made-for-TV Ewok spin-off movies, which are appallingly bad. <laughs> and then What day at, is this? What day is this? Um, we usually do it the day after Black Friday, but because our friend who like uh, usually like hosts it and stuff just got married, we're actually postponing it until December 17th, at which point we are going to take a break from episode after watching episode three, go see Rogue One, come back to my apartment, and then watch episode four. Hmm. And then we're going to go to five, then the two Ewok movies, which are, oh my God, they're terrible, and then six and then seven. It Usually it's probably going to end about three or four in the morning. Um, and by the end, we all feel like we're on drugs. <laughs> The first time we did it, I still lived with my mom, and, like, I was so loopy that she she asked me, she was like, are you drunk? And I was like, no, I just haven't slept in a day, and I've been watching Star Wars all day. Like, your brain turns to jelly, it turns to mush after that much Star Wars. Yeah, see, see that, that right there would make me not a fan, I think. Oh, it's, a, it's, a, it's not fun. <laughs> why do you do that to yourself because we're stupid i don't know it's it's not fun it's it's fun in that we are all miserable together through like we go through something miserable together mm, i mean 
you're, you're just sadist, I guess. I don't know. I don't know. I can't really explain it. Uh, but yeah, you, you, you don't feel like you're like, you feel like you're on like a different plane of existence by the end. Like it fucks you up. Like for real. Uh, <laughs> did you hear Godzilla's in Rogue One? That was a clickbait article. Oh. Yeah. Apparently the Mutos and Godzilla and the monsters from Monsters are on a cave painting in Rogue One. A little Easter egg. So if you want to be one of those guys... God, maybe Godzilla's in the same universe as Star Wars, and you just don't know it. Maybe that's could maybe be. that's what you just don't get, Matt. It could be. You clearly don't get Star Wars. I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna rewatch them all at once see, like, with all the like stupid spinoffs in the middle. I mean, maybe if you like invite me up and I have nothing else to do that day, and I want to die, that's possible. Uh, uh, what? M- maybe <laughs> you should think about it. Think about it and get back to me. You'll hate yourself, but get back to me anyway. <laughs> so, in honor of people, don't even know what we're doing yet. What are we? We're we're the worst hosts right now. Um, <laughs> it's two thirty. People in the are wondering why we're talking about Star Wars. <laughs> There's so, a reason, I promise. There is in honor of a new Star Wars movie to be timely, and uh, just because I love Star Wars, no matter what Matt says about it being like the worst thing ever. I've never said that. That's not what I've said ever. Never said that. That's not how I remember it. But we are going to examine two uh, cult favorites, sort of, maybe. Um, I don't even think people know these movies exist. (laughs) Uh, from two different studios, um, two tokusatsu Star Wars knockoffs of the 1970s, one by our friends over at Toho Studios, and one by Toei, who didn't get in the toku movie game very often. Uh, they're, they're mostly, they're t- one of the biggest studios in Japan, but their tokusatsu uh, output was mostly on TV with Sentai, Kamen Rider, all that stuff. Uh, every now and then they dip their feet in, though, and uh, they got uh, a look at that Star Wars, and they just couldn't resist. So <laughs> um, uh, the interesting thing about both of these is that they were both made before, made and released before Star Wars came out in Japan. Um, Star Wars had come out roughly a year later than it did here in Japan. It came out in 1978. Now both Toho and Toei, who... This is the first Toei movie we've talked about on this uh, podcast. Can you believe that? Yeah, because we we do too much Toho and and Daiei stuff. That's true. Um, Well, it's a nice change. So, anyway... Uh, um, I know with, uh, Toho, um, to, to, um, Tomiyuki Tanaka and Teriyushi Nakano actually saw the movie, uh, in, somehow they saw it in Japan around the time it came out here, and they said, whoa, uh, these guys pretty much just beat all of us at our own game, and this is going to be huge. And it's weird that this happened with both of these movies, because when you think, like, rip-off or knock-off, you think something that came after the success of something huge. But 
these both of these studios just want i guess they just wanted to get the jump on on the space opera thing and uh they they cranked out these these knockoffs um so uh i guess we'll start with war in space since i already kind of talked about how it came to be um and tanaka wanted this thing out so uh they i think it was shot in two weeks uh it seems like it was written in two hours um and uh it was directed by june fukuda who you know from godzilla vs megalon son of godzilla godzilla vs sea monster godzilla vs gigan godzilla vs mecha godzilla um uh veteran uh tokusatsu director uh and who i actually really like a lot uh even though he hates all of his own movies um <laughs> you've read interviews with him right he's hilarious <laughs> he's the crankiest uh, i don't <laughs> we'll get into him some other time um so uh i i i, I something i've seen rumored but not ever really substantiated with any kind of citation is that this was originally announced as a sequel to battle in outer space it definitely has the same plot in his battle in outer space which is there's invaders but we take the fight to them and we battle them in guess where outer space um i don't know how true that was but um uh this movie is really a mash up of atragon and battle in outer space um it's like if those two movies had a baby that had like fetal alcohol syndrome (laughs) (laughs) you would get (laughs) you would get war in space that's got to be like the best line on the podcast possibly ever (laughs) um now Plot-wise, that's what it is. It's not really Star Wars plot-wise, but they're cashing in on the imagery of Star Wars and the imagery of the advertising of Star Wars. Even the font of the title is kind of Star Wars-y. So, War in Space, I do have to give it credit. This movie just, it starts and it hits the ground running and doesn't slow down. Um, That's why, Matt, I said, like, I I guarantee you, Ruhei Kitamura likes this movie. Because <laughs> Final Wars has such a similar structure, and it's like, hey, like yeah. this is what the thing is, let's go. No time for ex- explaining anything, no time to tell you anything about anything. We're just going to go through this plot, and it's going to feel like you're going to love it. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's just what this movie comes right out and seems to say to you, because within the first ten minutes... We know uh, these aliens um, have invaded, and um, they have. Uh, they're they're trying to take over Earth because Earth is similar to their planet that's been wiped out. Um, the aliens are called the Hell Aliens. I don't under- really know why, um, and. So, uh, there's been sightings and attacks, and they go to this, uh, retired military, um, officer who was working on a, uh, a battleship called the Goten, which is actually the Gotengo, 
Um, the go at the end of Gotengo is part of the Japanese pronunciation, but it made its way into the Western, uh, I guess, the way we talk about it. Um, so it's actually the Gotengo. Um, only this time it can go to space. That's the Atragon ship, by the way. Only it can go to space now. Um, so we have um, our, I don't know what they are, like space, uh, like UN space people uh they're investigating gonna investigate this uh space station called terra that's lost its signal um and they go to this retired military uh fellow named professor takigawa played by ryo ikebe who you know from gorath and uh uh what was the other there was um another big one that he was in uh um Oh, battling out of space, duh. Um, anyway, so uh, this is where like the Atragon remake portion comes in because they go to him only unlike Captain Jinguchi and Atragon, who was like, "I don't want to use the ship because it's for Japan only," and he's a, a asshole nationalist. This guy's just like, "Yeah, you know, I'm I'm retired. I don't really like." I don't, I don't, it's not finished. Like, I don't want to do that. <laughs> and then, and then he, he, the, the guy just says, there's, but, but there's already been some sightings and attacks. And he's like, really? Okay. So then they, they finish up the ship and then they, they go off into, uh, uh, oh, oh, they get, um, they get Jimmy <laughs> from NASA to help them, uh, who, um, is a really terrible Gaijin actor. Um, <laughs> and, and off they go to uh, uh, check out what happened to the space station. Hey, it blew up. Um, which, oddly enough, it's the space station Terra. It's the exact same space station that was in Gorath. Huh. Which is very strange. So... It's a sequel to Gorath, sort of? It also never shows the moon, which was destroyed in Gorath. So, what, why? I don't know. But it's a thing. Um, so they go to Venus in this, this Goten ship, and uh, they, <laughs> they find uh, our aliens, who are really just like, henchmen with bags over their heads and then their their commander man this is how you knew not only was the japanese film industry already in the shitter when this when this came out and not only was it super low budget it, it man you can tell this was rush where it, it looks like costuming just like went in a closet and just pulled <laughs> random stuff out cuz you have this guy wearing like uh spartan armor with <laughs> green makeup and like these weird like sunglass visors wearing sandals and that's our our evil alien commander guy and he's got a sidekick that is clearly a chewbacca wookie ripoff only he's got big yellow horns and a big <laughs> battle axe um and he kidnaps uh um the command the the Earth Commander, the Goten Captain's daughter, and puts her in uh, skimpy clothing, and uh, if they don't back off, they're gonna kill her and, and I don't know, they call, 
keep fighting this war with Earth. So that's the plot, if if you can call it that. Um, so, uh, <laughs> Matt, what did you think of War in Space? Yeah, it's pretty terrible. <laughs> uh, so, so the most like bizarre part is like, uh, the well, the, the secret to my well, first of all, the aliens want the Goten because it has a secret. Well, the secret is the fact that they have a bomb so strong that it can blow up entire planets. And so after defeating the enemy, kind of like he kind of battles into like a standstill, he just destroys the whole freaking planet. Like, (laughs) (laughs) like that's the end of the movie. They blow up an entire planet. Oh man. It just felt so like almost unnecessary. Cause like he defeats him actually like drilling through them and the the enemy vessel like goes into this I think a volcano or something and like it blows up. The battle's won, but he blows up the planet anyway and kills himself <laughs> doing it. I know. I Why? Like, what just happened? <laughs> and you just destroyed like a planet that could have probably other life on it. I'm so confused <laughs> by what's going on. You're worse than the aliens. Um, the movie's a quick watch. I, I honestly I did I did enjoy it. Uh. Especially because as the main villain uh, from uh, the, the two Mechagodzilla films, who's the green-faced henchman in this one. But yeah, I mean, like, it, it's it's fun for a couple laughs, but, like, the end is just, like, so nonsensical because he literally defeats the enemy and then he decides to blow up the planet anyway. <laughs> um, so, yeah, like, I, yeah, I'm, I'm way more excited to talk about the next movie. <laughs> well, the next movie, there's, like, more to talk about. Like, the next movie is nonsensical, too, but this movie is just... It's wall to wall nonsense. I, like nothing is ex- it explained. It, it feels like someone just filmed like an outline instead of like a script. Like it, the thing it, is, it's still it, 105 minutes long. <laughs> no, sorry, not not. I'm sorry. I'm looking at the wrong thing. That it's not that long. It's like it's like an hour and a half. It's, yeah, it's like an hour and a half. But but it should be like maybe an hour. I feel like it should be like a good hour long. <laughs> it could be easily. Um... And uh, it's just, there's so much about it that's just so, like, it's just so over-the-top and, like, silly, like... <laughs> the, well, it had, like, the, the UN imposter, like, they rip off his face, like, his his skin mask, <laughs> like, at the beginning of the film. Yeah. <laughs> and underneath it, it's just the same actor, only his face is green. <laughs> it's the most... <sighs> so how... <And> he- how... <laughs> I don't know how that works, but it was pretty funny. He's like uh, the way the way they could tell is because he, uh, I think he smoked or lit a cigarette or something with the wrong hand or wrote something. I, I don't remember. Oh, he happens to be left-handed. Uh, it's that whole movie trope thing. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, like I said, it, it's it's worth a watch if if you like if you just want to put something on that's nonsense and has some interesting special effects i'd give it a whirl but like it's i wouldn't consider this a good movie on any stretch of the imagination and and i like um june fukuda's movies i mean i i really do he's got such an upbeat vibe to most of his stuff but this is not one of his better directed films in my opinion no <laughs> i don't know if this is worse than godzilla versus megalon or not uh i feel like megalon's better May, well, no, that's because the last time I watched it, I watched the Mystery Science 3000. I don't know, man. This movie is just, it's its insane. I, like, 
Like, <laughs> do you remember, like, uh, man, the guy that plays this Jimmy guy, <laughs> like, <laughs> w- once he leaves, the the captain gives him a note, uh, a telegram that he received that his family has been killed in this <laughs> this invasion. Sorry. And he just, he like, walked away. <laughs> and, yeah, he just wa- he walks away, and then he just blankly stares out into space, and, like, tears just roll down his face, and he, like, isn't emoting... And then, yeah. like, you, you, they go to these, like, really cheesy flashbacks that are, like, all in soft focus, like those, like, old beer commercials <laughs> where, like, they have him playing with his kids and stuff and having a picnic. <laughs> and then, and then he, no one says anything to him about it. And then um, there's several main characters that die. Uh, and oh, then, yeah. Like. And nobody, nobody, like, people are like, oh, no. And then no one, that's, like, it. Like, no one says anything. No one seems to care when anyone dies in this. What's even funnier is the one guy is like, listen, if something happens to me, I need you to take care of my fiance. And then, obviously, he's going to die, so he dies. And, like, she doesn't seem to care. <laughs> <laughs> no. She goes, <gasps> and then that's it. <laughs> like, then she, like, I guess, you know, is probably going to live in happiness with the guy that, <laughs> yeah with like, the other guy i guess well it's so weird because he, the one guy's like well really I, he he basically says the other guy's better for her anyway it's just such a weird like <laughs> like <laughs> fox love triangle thing like it's just a ugh. i don't know I, I would say that on some level these are it's pretty equal to megalon <laughs> yeah so like nothing's developed um I don't, I, they pull up the planet. To, the <laughs> the daughter is hot. I, <laughs> does that I mean, count? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like in every one of these movies, there's like you know, you get the hot actor. I mean, that's, that's every movie. Like oh, you yeah. get the typical hot actress <laughs> or whatever. Um, I don't get. I don't feel like they get you like get you much in for this. I don't know. Uh, it's that bad of a movie, though. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um. I don't, it, and like it, it's just it's full of so much nonsense um like there's a there's a part where like they first get to the alien base on venus and for some reason right after they walk in they have to like go through this booth <laughs> to like get to the next room and like it's got a light in it and when the light's green you can walk through it <laughs> But then when the light's red, like, it... it you can't walk yeah, through Yeah, you can't walk through it, and it'll hurt you. And it's like, these things are... What? Like, those things are only in video games. <laughs> well, first of all, they, they go through an air duct to get in. But they're in... They're on Venus, which... I, I don't... Okay. <laughs> like, wait a second. Oh, man. But, like, Poor you know, Jim. like, in video... In, like, old Nintendo games, like, there's, like... You, there's, like, a door that, like, uh... It'll turn red and like you can't go through it. But then when it like, there, there's no reason anything would ever exist with that. They clearly were like uh, watching too many Bond films or something. They like they wanted trap doors or something there. I don't know. It was, it was just. <laughs> then this this movie's so cheap that like when our hero goes to fight the uh, the big Wookiee monster, which oh, it's his official name is Space Beast Man. Um. <laughs> So when our hero goes to fight the space beast man, um, the the hell commander is there, and he's like shooting him with something. But like they couldn't even animate like a ray. He just points like this like 
object at him and presses a button and it makes a sound and the guy like falls down <laughs> like guys are you even like i really do have to ask like were, were you guys, i mean obviously it's no easy feat to sh- make a movie in two weeks but it's like were you re- trying or were you just trying to get it over with <laughs> like what were like i just things like that were pretty uh pretty astounding to me um and even for 70s Toho, it's below the bar. <laughs> yeah, well, well below the bar. The um, weird thing is that the, the final battle seems to like drag on and on to me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, um, yeah, there's like a dogfight between the Goten and the, uh, the, uh, the alien ship, which for some reason looks like a pirate ship. Um, <laughs> It legitimately does. They like turn sideways and shoot at each other, like straight out of like <laughs> Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, Nakano <laughs> even says on the DVD, the DVD, the DVD has a thirty-two minute interview with him about this. He talked about this movie for thirty-two minutes, but <laughs> he says that like he just was watching pirate movies at the time and wanted to make a <laughs> pirate ship. That's hilarious. So that's why. Yeah, um, that makes sense. Uh, yeah, it's, um, I feel like, uh, it's more time consuming, but you could just have a double feature of Atragon and Battle in Outer Space and get a better version of this movie. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not good. Um, it's, it's, it's a simple story and it's, it's briskly paced and it's stupid enough to be entertaining. So on that grounds, you know, why not check it out if you have the opportunity? Um, but, I mean, it's one where the DVD is long out of print. It's like 70 bucks on Amazon. Yeah, don't, don't do that Don't yourself. do it. I mean, if, if you come across it for cheap and you're like, oh, I always heard about this crazy Toho movie, give it a, sh- a shot. Um, or if you're just like, you know, if you do like those, like knockoffs of uh of big movies like in america we had them too uh like roger corman did um uh battle beyond the stars and uh star crash um which are both better than this um spaceball so that's not the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah it's uh I, that like it sounds like we're compared to like how much we talk about some of the other movies and like the stories and everything like we literally we legitimately told you the plot like everything that happens in this movie <laughs> it, it, it's it, it, it and it's because the movie doesn't develop anything or or even seem to be paying attention to itself half the time um the best effect sequences are stock footage from the last war um because they're like Uh, oh the aliens are gonna blow up all the major cities and then we just get that um i mean there's some cool imagery and atmosphere with the venus stuff like when they get there they fly through like an electrical storm and that's kind of cool and um the actual miniatures themselves are decent but they aren't like lit as well or as convincingly as what you would expect from toho um and it's just yeah it's just not that good so um uh i give this uh oof. 
I give this gee oh my gosh what 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 the hell do I give this um it's a it's it, it's entertaining and it goes by quick but it's so dumb um uh I give this one and a half crying jimmies out of five uh yeah I'm gonna go two um i got i got a lot of enjoyment out of it because it was so stupid and silly but only it's the ironic kind of enjoyment that you get from like a really stupid movie if if you were looking at it like from a critical perspective like it's a 0.5 <laughs> oh yeah definitely <laughs> i don't know a two also sounds like a decent score i'm i'm teetering between a one and a half and a two but uh you know it's yeah. fun like i i will say this i i enjoyed it but like Watching it the entire the entire time, thinking like this is the most stupid thing I've ever seen in a long time. Right. Um, and if you want connections to other things in the Toho mythology, I I brought up the space station Terra, which is from Gorath, and some re- for some reason it's in here. Um, the Goten obviously is a version of the Gotengo, and the Goten, and I believe even the little Hell Commander ships. We're in the Nintendo game Godzilla Monster of Monsters. And also the Space Beast Man was in that really bizarre Godzilla manga that Hurricane Ryu did where like they're all like gladiators. Do you know what is I'm talking about? God- is that the one with the Godzilla sperm? Uh, no. <laughs> it's the one the where thing? Godzilla's like a he's got like a sword and like armor and like Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I've uh, yep, I've seen that yeah, one. Yeah, the Space Beast Man is in that. Um so I don't know, man. That's war in space. Do you guys do whatever you want with that thing? I don't. I don't know. I don't know what to tell people to do with that movie. Um, <laughs> so, so uh, rival studio Toei. We're going to talk about Message from Space um, again. Um, uh, made before Star Wars, uh, and like War in Space. Well, this one probably has a lot more in common with Star Wars plot-wise, but like War in Space, it's mostly the imagery that they're catching in on, although there are definitely characters and plot beats that are are <laughs> uh, directly stolen. lifted from Star Wars. <laughs> yes. um, uh, and this is directed by the great Kinji Fukusaku, who is an actually, uh, like, a real director. Um, he made a lot of fantastic Yakuza films back in the day. Uh, and he made one of my favorite movies, uh, Battle Royale. Oh, yeah. Um, and Great he movie. also made uh, another goofy-as-hell Toei sci-fi movie that I love, uh, which is The Green Slime. Um, but he's actually a, a very good director, uh, which is... I mean, well, listen, I'm not talking shit about Jun Fukuda, but this movie is way more polished, I think, than uh, War in Space. Um, but, so, um, with Message from Space, uh, they really kind of went all out with this one. Unlike Toho, um, Toei spent a lot of money on this one. This was, uh, around five or six million dollars, which, uh, at the time was the most expensive, um, Japanese film. Uh, it's got an all-star cast of people that you would know, um... Uh, Sonny Chiba is in this, um, 
we have uh, Tetsuro Tamba, who you know from Submersion of Japan, and also the Bond movie, uh, You Only Live Twice, Prophecies of Nostradamus. He's in all kinds of stuff. Um, uh, uh, Hiroyuki Sanada is an actor you might not know by name, but uh, this was one of his first films. He actually went on to do a lot of stuff in Hollywood. Um, he was uh, one of the main uh, villains in The Wolverine. Um, uh, so you've seen him around. Um, he was in the original Japanese version of uh, The Ring. Um, uh, so another guy that you might know is... Um, uh, uh, Vic Morrow? Yes, yes. I was blanking. Vic Morrow, the uh, legendary Vic Morrow, who, um, uh, geez, he's been in so much stuff. Uh, Roots, um, a lot of TV stuff back in the day, um, Naked City. Uh, you, you might not know his name, um, but you you would recognize him, probably. Um, he's also Jennifer Jason Lee's dad. Uh, and was tragically killed um, on the uh, set of the Twilight Zone movie. Um, did you know about that? Um, it's a pretty famous movie accident. Uh, but yeah, would, him and uh, yeah. some child actors um, uh, during the John Landis directed segment, um, a helicopter fell on them. Uh, decapitated Vic Morrow and crushed the two kids. Um, so Man, this podcast just took a turn for the... <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I mean, that's how... Unfortunately, that was... Uh, you know, that... Unfortunately, nowadays, that's what Vic Morrow is known for. Um, and uh, John Landis, who's actually one of my favorite directors, um, he... Uh, <laughs> the situation kind of fucked him up. Um... Uh, also in this, allegedly this is, uh, one of Jerry Ito, who played Nelson in Mothra, one of his last, per uh, performances, but I couldn't find him in this movie. Um, I don't know if I just wasn't... I, I, I didn't notice him either, but I could have, uh... Yeah, um, also, uh, Machiko Sota, who was the original Japanese actress for Rita Repulsa, uh, she's in here, um... And, uh, oddly enough, a very young Chris Isaac, as in the singer Chris Isaac, uh, has a non-speaking role. Um, he can be seen in, uh, he can be seen gambling in, uh, a bar early on in the movie. Did you know that? I did not know that, and that's pretty awesome. Um, oh, and also, God, this guy's been in every movie that we've talked about in the last, like, six months. Veteran... Uh, Japanese actor Eisei Amamoto, who you know as <laughs> the toy maker in Godzilla's Revenge, as plot device ghost in GMK. Plot and, device ghost is my favorite role. <laughs> yeah, in tons, tons and tons of stuff. Um, I could go on and on. Uh, he's in Atragon. He's he's everywhere in these old movies. But he plays a a woman. <laughs> he plays the, the 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 queen of the uh Gavanas who are the evil uh uh I guess what do you call them? The evil uh thing of bobs? The evil the evil the bad guys. <laughs> um 
So, I mean, uh, that's that's your cast right there. They're the uh, Gavanas. Yeah, yeah. They're they're the um, like the evil empire, basically. Um, yeah. Also, designs by uh, Shatoro Ishin- Ishinomori, um, who most people know as the creator of Kamen Rider and Super Sentai and Kikaida. Uh, some people say he was involved in the script for this, although that's kind of nothing I've seen substantiated, but, uh, I do know he did a lot of the designs for the aliens and the ships and stuff, so if you feel like any of the bad guys look like Power Rangers villains, that's why. Um, so the plot, uh, is the Gavanas are, they're basically the Empire in Star Wars. They're trying to take over the galaxy, and... They have turned the planet of Jelusia into a death into the Death Star, pretty much. Um, <laughs> and uh, one of the leaders of the Jelusians sends out eight Liabe seeds, which look like these big walnuts, to find the the best warriors to help free them from the clutches of the Gavanas. And it goes to a assortment of misfits. Um, there's uh, three, basically, galactic hot rod racers. Um, there's a drunk military colonel, who is Vic Morrow, <laughs> who I believe was actually drunk as well. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> he had to be the entire movie. Uh, there's uh, a crazy uh, gambler who uh, is pretty much a gangster. Um, you have uh, a a robot who is a clearly a R two D two ripoff, um, and uh, Sonny Chiba who is a, a Gavana who was supposed to take the throne to be the king, but he was uh, um, sent to this planet uh, to live in solitude. So the actual villain could become the real king uh and some other guy gets the other one i don't remember <laughs> who gets the eighth one <laughs> um did you get the girl already are you i guess you, she was one of the three yeah, uh, yeah. um yeah. oh someone else gets it like right before they die so they don't even count it's seven it's seven samurai in space um, but it's 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 actually loosely based on like a 300 year old japanese like uh myth but um uh enough of that so that's pretty much the plot um and all these characters are wacky and weird and they're pretty much all assholes <laughs> yeah they're, they're not they're not good and it's it's just weird. Like if a weird like seed like was in your drink, like would you keep it? Like I don't know why any of these people keep these things because they don't know what they are. <laughs> the one the one guy's like upset because he loves the girl that got captured. <laughs> <I'm> just, <laughs> but like the seed won't come back to him because they all throw it away. It's just, there's some funny parts. And then, and, oh, and then, yeah, then when they actually do get the seeds back, that same guy doesn't get his, and he just yeah, like, he throws a tantrum like a child. He's just like, I don't even want one anyway. But you love, but you love the, you love the queen. That's <laughs> the funniest thing, or princess. Even though, like, oh, they barely met. <laughs> 
Well, we forgot the part about the uh, Gavanas turning their their sights on Earth at one point. Yeah, so I guess that's like midway through the movie, they they uh, they're like, "Ooh, what's this planet? It's just like ours before we fucked it all up." And so he tells Earth they have like three days to surrender. And then, for some reason, they think it's a good... Tetsuro Tamba thinks it's a good idea to send drunk Vic Morrow up there as an ambassador <laughs> to try and, like, convince uh. them to give, uh, give, uh, give Earth, like, another week. And they're like, uh, you're clearly doing this because you want to prepare to retaliate. Like, no. Like, I, how, <laughs> I don't know how dumb they thought they were. Um, <laughs> and uh, there's, that's also where there's that great moment where, like... Vic Morrow challenges one of the henchmen to like a a draw and he shoots awful. like while Vic Morrow is still t- walking away. <laughs> and uh, that part is pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and and then um the king or whatever just like he, does he kill him or does Vic Morrow kill him? I don't remember. <clears throat> no, the commander kills him. Yeah. Okay. Um <laughs> speaking of Vic Morrow, I, the, the his first scene is He's <laughs> he's sending his old droid into like it died and he's sending it in a <laughs> capsule into space holding a funeral for it and like crying. And then like his boss gets on the on the horn and he's like, "What was that rocket you just sent?" And he's like, "It was a fallen comrade." He's like, "Who?" He's like, "It was my old robot." And he's like, "What's wrong with you?" It's like, "What <laughs> like this guy's like this guy could be Don Fry's dad." Oh, for sure, yeah. <laughs> Like he's Don Fry in Final Wars, like his dad. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. Oh man, <clears throat> um, it does have one of the best, like the the main villain, like his headdress thing is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um. Again, reminded me a lot of a Sentai villain, which makes oh sense. for sure, yeah. yeah. Um. There's a weird part where they like uh they like try to shack up with this lady and and like uh like everyone else leaves but then like the the princess of Jalusha is like stuck there and she like is trying she's like but you actually but you you have to marry my son now and her son is this like weird lizard man so like out of nowhere this like lizard man rapist comes and like tries to attack her like this, this, and and like we're talking about all these scenes out of context, but I don't even know what context they are within the movie. Like it's just, it's just a wacky scene at one after another. Well, they well, kidnapped the the princess. Like they got rid of the guy because they took him out. And like the, they think they kill off one of her. The guy like basically accepts payment, and it's like a, a scene out of like he's being Judas, like getting thirty pieces of silver. Yeah, for like the girl. And then she's all like, "Oh, you're just like the others. Nobody loves my son." And then they get attacked, and the <laughs> um, <laughs> lizard man rapist. <laughs> like the, and then like the the female drag racer. Her name's Maya. Oh yeah, hmm. <laughs> um, that sounds awfully familiar. Yeah, but for some reason, like she she has a fascination with these things that are called space fireflies, which they're just described as a like radioactive phenomenon that happens in space and she's like oh i want to go catch one it's like it's like radioactive waste or something why are you going why and 
like no one really had it's just all these characters with like these really bizarre quirks that like normal like a normal screenwriter wouldn't come up with this like <laughs> yeah like the end of the film where they could all return to earth but they instead decide to fly into space on a uh giant boat yeah another pirate ship what's up with the pirate ships in these <laughs> I don't know. um so obviously i this is a movie i only saw maybe once or twice before um i rewatched it for this but um obviously this is your first time watching it like so we've just explained the plot and just some of the general, like some of the standout wacky things that go on in this movie. But I mean, like just as a first time viewer of Message from Space, how how did you like it? Uh, dude, I actually love this movie for for all the the insanity that it that it has. It does have uh, it has some definite flaws, like. <laughs> The, the the lizard man rapist being one of them and uh i think it could be trimmed down some like it's about 105 minutes it's, it's almost like what an hour and 45 minutes long i mm-hmm. guess and it, and it feels like there's some times when it drags it, um, it when it drags it it is in like all those kind of weird scenes i just mentioned like when they go looking for space fireflies and when there's a lizard rapist like <laughs> that those don't need the and i'm like of two minds about it because on the one hand you're right it would be a way more brisk and probably better movie without those scenes but like i also kind of really love those scenes because <laughs> like it's part of the charm of the movie so i don't know it's almost damned if it does and damned if it doesn't yeah. but the, uh, the, then you have all these insane i don't know the the dialogue in the in the film is just hilarious and then you have like these random scenes where people are just dancing for no reason on the ship like the one girl ha- apparently is rich and the only way that she's going to give them money to repair their ships is if they go take her to see these stupid fireflies and like later on they're all like drunk and like dancing and it's like a scene they're, they're it's like a, a disco ball and stuff like that and and then like 2 days later when she realizes that they betrayed the princess and like basically sold her into sex slavery to the, the lizard dude or whatever, she gets all mad. And then like a day later, they're all friends again. Suddenly it's the weirdest, like <laughs> they're just the, the plot's so convoluted, but there, there's a definite charm and like ability to, to pretty much all the characters. Uh, the main villain, which I cannot remember his name, but the, like the emperor, um, he it's looks Roxy. incredible. Roxia, Roxy, Roxia. I think it's Roxia. Yeah. He looks awesome. Like one of the best <laughs> one of the best designs for like a main villain. Uh if I ever if we ever get like invaded by aliens, like please let them look like that. That would be the best. <laughs> and what I like so, about one thing I like about him is he's like the main bad guy, but every time his mom comes out <laughs> she's she, terrifying. <laughs> she, and played played by uh Amamoto, but yeah, she's she's just like, "Boy, what are you doing? <laughs> like she just like yells at him constantly, like <laughs> which it's uh, like if Darth Va- if the Emperor was Darth Vader's mom, that's like what their relationship is like. Oh yeah, for sure. It, it's like I said, I enjoyed the crap out of this movie, um, despite all the the flaws and the wackiness. And and there's some the special effects are a bit uneven as well. Like there's some shots that are really cool, and then there's some shots that like reminded me slightly of the space godzilla asteroid scene yeah so. yeah the, the those space outer space scenes are kind of um the miniatures are good but kind of like war in space i feel like it's i feel like it's how they're shot and how they're lit that makes them look like less than what you would want 
Um, yeah, like the initial battle, like when the uh, when Earth attacks the first time, like attacks their planet, um, were actually pretty awesome. I thought I was I was actually blown away by how good the miniatures were. But anytime they're in space, I, they just look like crap. Yeah. Um, this is actually on DVD from Shout Factory with liner notes from August. Um, and they just put it out as a limited edition Blu-ray. It's like 20-some bucks. And I think it's limited to only a few thousand copies. Um, you you think you're, you would pick that up at all? I would because I, I thought it was... A, I, I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. I probably will just because... I don't know. It's limited edition, and I know that if I don't get it on Blu-ray now, no oh. one else is going to put this thing out. <laughs> <laughs> no, nobody, nobody <laughs> this ain't ever coming back. <laughs> so even though it's a movie that I, I just think is like okay, I feel like it's you know if I don't get it now, I will, like I, I should. Um, uh, but yeah, and then the movie it. It, in the middle, it does take that kind of detour, but once they crash on the planet and meet up with Sonny Chiba, it ramps back up again. Yeah, and then they like basically do the Star Wars thing where they have to blow the ship from the uh, blow the yeah. planet up from the inside. Well, it's interesting because <laughs> remember, in A New Hope, Luke just has to shoot inside that little uh, yeah like, like nook. But this movie actually did the same thing that Jedi did. Which is uh, they fly through the inside and blow up that core. So I, I, I mean, I don't know if George Lucas or anyone saw this movie. I mean, it's not that novel of a concept, but it's interesting that this movie predates Jedi. And then not only would we see that again in Return of the Jedi, then we would see it in Independence Day, then we would see it in Godzilla: Final Wars. So it's weird. This is the first of those movies to do that. Um, I don't know how much of it is a direct influence, but it's just an interesting little little piece of trivia, really. Which is, is this the? Uh, did the first Star Wars have like the the bar scene, mm-hmm. like the first yeah, bar the scene? Cantina. Well, yeah, you have that too in this movie. Too. Yeah, like, the, <laughs> like direct ripoff with all the crazy looking aliens. Yeah, um, who don't look anywhere as cool as the one. No, no, they don't in the cantina. Um. But yeah, and I, I really like all the ship designs too. Um, yeah, there, there's some there's some cool there, cool ships, cool effects. I mean, like like I said, it was like you said earlier, it was actually the most expensive uh, film in, in Japan at the time. Mm-hmm. That's also, weird to take five million where, dollars. That's yeah, it's about which was about half the budget of Star Wars at the time. There's also a part where Roxia dresses everyone as a giant hologram. Just like the Emperor would do in Empire or in Empire Strikes Back, and then Snoke would do in Force Awakens. Hmm. Hmm. Um. And then, yeah, who is your favorite? So, I mean, obvi- these characters are all like quirky, plucky, just weirdos. <laughs> who are your? Who's who is your favorite? Um. It's gonna be between Vic, Vic Morrow's character, and uh, the 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 Emperor Roxia. Yeah. I I'm with you right there. I, Vic Morrow's great because he's just drunk. <laughs> he's <laughs> and, just he's funny the entire time. And he like he is like the drunk version of Don Fry. Like if you like Don Fry in Final Wars, you should see you should see this movie just on that basis alone because. 
you could that they they're the same character pretty much. Only one has alcohol problem. Now nah, he, um, he's Richard Boone, man. Oh uh, well, I don't know if any I've I've seen anyone drunker than Richard Boone and from the Last Dinosaur. Um, uh, now uh, this movie was a success in Japan, and it actually spawned a. Uh, television series called Message from Space Galactic Wars, which, as far as I know, hasn't been translated anywhere. Um, uh, but, I don't know, it would be interesting. Um, oh, actually, uh, I'm actually looking on Wikipedia right now. It says in the U.S. the series was, was retitled Space Ninja, and it was dubbed uh, as straight-to-video. Um and then uh, there was a compilation feature, Swords of the Space Arc, which was aired on the Christian Broadcasting Network in the mid-80s. Huh. Swords of the Space Arc. Did they turn it into, like, a Noah's Ark? What? <laughs> I have no idea, but that sounds like something that CBN would do. <laughs> well, you're a, you're a Christian. You you figure out what... what <laughs> figure but, out that's, what but that's the thing. Are. Like, I, I've always said that, like, Christian television has historically just been terrible. <laughs> Christian movies and, like... What was that... Uh, what was that movie that came out that we talked... There was... God's Not Dead. We reviewed God's Not Dead on If It Bleeds, and it was such an offensive... <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Didn't, like, uh, the 80s guy get, like, run over by a car? <laughs> yeah. Me, me, and Trevor, me and Trevor are actually going to watch God's Not Dead 2 this weekend. Uh, see, I wouldn't even do that to myself. I mean, like, why are you guys doing it? Yeah, we're terrible people. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but, yeah, War, War in Space is a fun movie. Or wait, what? What's this goddamn thing called? What's this movie called? <laughs> <laughs> it's more in space. <laughs> Message from space is a well, is a yeah, fun no, movie. you're right. Uh, and it's it's much more polished than uh, War in Space. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, no, the effects are not going to be as good as Star Wars. And uh, I mean, neither of these movies hold a candle to what they're trying to emulate. Uh, no, they don't. No, um, but I mean, if you if you are into the just the weird knockoffs of like the seventies and the eighties, because that because that happened a lot. Like the Italians used to make all these crazy Mad Max ripoffs, and um, if if you're just into that kind of scene, I would say to, that these are both worth watching. Um, uh, like. Um, uh, also, if you like uh, the Corman Star Wars ripoffs, like Battle Beyond the Stars, um, like these, these would sit comfortably with those. Um, if if you're a Star Wars fan, I would say watch them as a curiosity and don't expect too much. Um, <laughs> but would you would you recommend this to the Tokusatsu fans, the Godzilla fans? Um, you know the people that enjoy uh, the the classic tokusatsu films. <clears throat> I, I would just because uh, as I've gotten older, my my interest has turned from just monsters into like special effects, like any any special effects film. And I really appreciate the miniatures, um, especially Message from Space. So for me, that part was really entertaining. In fact, I, I really liked. Uh, there's a couple sequences in the film that reminded me of like the the Gigan, uh, oil refinery scene between when Godzilla first shows up, and and 
I don't know. For me, I enjoy watching stuff blow up, and this has a lot of that. Mm-hmm. So I would check it out. Okay. Uh, did we rate this one? How many drunk no. Vic Moros? Uh, I was going to say a, have a really tasteless rating for Vic, <laughs> relating to Vic Morrow, but common sense got a hold of me before I could open my mouth. I know what you were going to say. Uh, <laughs> how many... Um, how how many drunk Vic Moros would you give this out of five? So like, man, like critically, I would say like two and a half. But like, my enjoyment level is like easily a three and a half. Okay, so I'm gonna go three and a half. Uh, I'm gonna come down at. I'm I'm between a two and a half and a three on this. Um, I think if you tightened up the pacing just a little bit, I would probably go three. But I'll probably do two and a half. Although. It's not even a like a bad two and a half. It's a two and a half as in it's not something that I would watch regularly. Um like but if it, if if a few years go by and I just want something to pass the time on a rainy day, this is easily something that would be worth me watching again. Um so uh so yeah, I, I'm comfortable with that rating. A a a, a two and a half, but a but a nice healthy two and a half. Um <laughs> You know, it's, yeah, it's pulses, like, beating at the right rate, it's blood pressure is good. Um, it's a good two and a half, right. if there is such a thing. Oh, and also I noticed um, the, uh, uh, the like, in the, the Gavana, like, in their base, in their Death Star, basically, like, the main, like, throne room or whatever, looks a lot like the Emperor's throne room. In Star Wars, yeah. Well, then you have obviously like the the laser fights and like the shooting. I mean, it, it it's it's just a ripoff, yeah. legit. Well, well, this was made long before we ever saw the Emperor. That's where I'm going with that. Well, yeah, but I'm just saying. But the uh, like all the other stuff is like I mean R two D two and the oh yeah l- laser fights and yeah. Also, like <laughs> going back to the seeds. <laughs> why why would why would the seeds pick these lunatics is <laughs> is the people to save the world i mean i know that's a, a a well-worn trope i mean we just saw it with guardians of the galaxy which which i mean yeah it's a band of misfits coming together but like they're they're not like chosen by some like mystical thing as being outstanding. They're they're people that come together and work together to become outstanding. They're not like predetermined by it by some crazy mystical thing. Yeah, in Star Wars Luke is, but Luke is also like sane. None of these people are <laughs> sane. These people are all maniacs. None of them act like real people. They're all they're all nuts. All of them. So I don't know what these seeds saw in these people instead of like <laughs> like a real person. I don't know. Yeah, the seed thing was uh, the, uh, still the funniest thing is that one guy crying about his seed not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> he really does throw like a ch- a, a children's tantrum. It, I mean, le- legitimately, my child acts the exact same way when he doesn't get what he wants. I'm looking forward to Rogue One. I am too. And um I'm I'm interested to see if we ever find out about the reshoots and what yeah. was actually changed. Yeah, Disney's pretty tight-lipped about that. Like um I guess 
even on the uh, Force Awakens commentary, like they don't talk about stuff like like Harrison Ford broke his leg on that movie, and then J.J. Abrams broke his back trying to help <laughs> Harrison Ford, and like they don't talk about that at all, and like that held up shooting. It was such a big issue, so I don't know. Disney's like weird about stuff like that, so I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Any anything else you got to say about these Star Wars knockoffs or anything? <laughs> Oh man, we're I think we covered it all. People should just go check them out. All right, I agree. So uh, on that note, um, hopefully Rogue One is as good as we we want it to be. And um, uh, if you want to host your own Star Wars fest that lasts for almost twenty four hours, you don't have to thank me. Message from space. From a captive planet, two million light years away came a plea for help, a desperate message. A phantasmagoria of sights, sounds, and space-age technical achievements that must be seen to be believed. What a human being from the planet Earth! Never before has the screen erupted with more spectacle, more excitement. Rated PG, parental guidance suggested. See Message from Space starting Friday at a theater or drive-in near you.